back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, that's right, that's right. It's the Captain Show on The Ticket 93.7. We're back. AD, call in now if you can. Call in now, AD. Um... Oh my gosh! Just, just stop it. Nine zero six one says, "Just want you guys to know that I love that you do the harder trivia question and don't make them easy for people. There's nothing easy in life, people. I did a hard one earlier. You think you can get it? What? I might have the been last, listening. The last time Nebraska or Minnesota beat Nebraska in Lincoln was February fifth or February sixth, two thousand twelve." Who were the leading scorers for Nebraska and Minnesota that day? I would have to know names, but I think one person scored 15 for Minnesota off mm-hmm. the bench. Mm-hmm. See, I listen. You were listening. Yeah, and 16 for whoever it was from 18. Nebraska. 18. I yeah. knew it was in the teens. I have to find it. Dude, together, that, yeah. you can't. That's tough. It was tough. Mine was kind of more, a of a, mine was more of a twister, more of a, like a mind yeah. boggler. AD on the phone? I think he is. Yes, sir. Hey, Aaron. Are you <laughs> ready for up, this? Are you ready? Are you ready for this, AD? Why did you say it like that? I'm about to. I'm about. To, if you just Rico, I'm just. Your, <laughs> hey, listen, Aaron. Cut your own break. Yeah, whatever. I mean, cut hey, your hey, own Ron. mic. Hey, Aaron. Happy yeah. birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Aaron. Hey, man, well, you turned 48 today? 48? 48, man. Man, happy birthday, bro. I appreciate it, man. You was trying to give me extra years. I know. I thought. I don't know why I thought. <laughs> you don't look a day over 38. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> AD. <laughs> AD, I mean, really. Hey, did you know that, though, AD? Did you know that, that TV wore 32 and... It was it was uh, Super Bowl thirty two. Did I? You know what? I didn't put that together. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'll bring, I'll show I'll definitely share that on the show tonight. Yeah, he was he wore number and I got him on tonight today at, at one. And one of the questions I'm gonna ask him is, did he? I don't know if he knows if he realized that. You know what? As being as studious as Tony is, I'm sure he knows. But I'd be I, he may not because that's a, that's actually a great detail. But knowing TV, and as inquisitive as he is, he probably knows. But if he doesn't, that's a great that's a great talking point right I there. I know. I did not I'm realize waiting. that, man. Yeah, I did I not mean, realize that. Yeah, I'm just you know, I got I got uh, what do they call that? Film eyes. I got camera eyes. Yes, you TV do. Eyes. I can see all kinds. You know of what, stuff BJ? Going on. I've enjoyed, man. Like I said, throughout the day when I'm not on a Zoom or doing a talk, I love listening to you guys' show. I love how you Rico go back and forth. And DP when he's in there and the push-ups and all that, man. But you keep it. I really enjoyed listening to – well, I, I enjoyed listening to all of them. But it was cool to hear Reggie Cooper yesterday, too, a guy that, you know, you and I, you know, are younger than, uh, you know, just a one of our big brothers, you know, that passed on that legacy on to us, man. Just hearing him and his Hall of Fame induction. And uh, that's you – know, as we get older, you know, and 48 today, VJ, there was something that Coach Osborne said to us in the locker room when we won the championship in, uh, in Miami in 94. 
and it didn't register until I got older. And I know you get this because we have three of them. And BG, every time I listen to your radio station come on, it says three-time national champion. As, as you've gotten older, and I want you to think about this for a second. I'm going to answer, Michael. I'm going to answer what I was going to say. But I want you to think about this. As you've gotten older and to know how hard it was to get one, let alone three, how much do you appreciate it now? Because, BJ, you're what, 46, 45? Uh, 46. I'll be, 40, I'll be 47 uh, on the 27. So 47. Yeah. So Coach Osborne said something to us in that locker room. You know, I was 21 years old or 20, whatever it was at the time. And he said, guys, the older you get, the more you're going to appreciate what you did here tonight because how hard it was in the journey. He goes, right now, you just, you're, on, you know, you're just riding high. He goes, but as you get older, you're going to appreciate the significance of what you did tonight. You know, all we're thinking about, yeah, Coach, that's cool. We're ready to go to South Beach, you know, and hang out. You know? <laughs> right. As I've gotten older, BJ, it is, man. I, it, it's, it's something that I, it, I hold it more dear now at 48. Uh, than I did, obviously, at 21. We get older, get more mature, et cetera. But, so that being said, with you having three, think about the significance of that, bro. Every time I hear your station come on, if I'm listening, uh, if I'm available, three-time national champion. I mean, that's insane. So soon to be 47 this month, have you thought more about that now at the age of 47 than you did younger? Uh, yeah. I think uh, I have now, especially with you know doing radio and, and talking about it, it when when you go back and you dig up some of the old games and you start digging up um, our stats, dude. I know it hasn't. Reality hasn't necessarily set in. I know the greatness that's there, but it, you don't get a real feel of what we did until you go and you turn on the tape like I did today. And you see mm. Damon Benny running for 50 yards on a kickoff, mm. and Clinton Towns leading him up through, blowing somebody completely out of their pads. You know, you don't, you don't understand that. And, and along with all the other kickoff guys, you know, you don't understand mm. how great the team was until you go mm. back, you start watching, you start understanding that the work that we put in, because we all talked about practice. Because yeah. I don't know how many of us go back and watch the TV cut ups and the TV copies of the game where the commentator is commentating and mm-hmm. you will you will get a different sense of what the game was but AD let me ask you a question what was mm-hmm. who was your guy or guys growing up in Lincoln who were some of your favorite players in Nebraska Oh man well you know I'm a little just a few years older than you well actually just a year and a half but growing up man I grew up you know to the listeners out there my older brother, Mark Davis, was the equipment manager for the football team, okay? Um, and so I've been running around at that stadium since about 83, 84. And Coach Solich actually gave me my first job. I was the ball boy for the Nebraska Big Red Schools. So growing up, I, I was familiar with the university, obviously with Coach Osborne. I've known him since I was about 10 years old, running around and, you know, golf carts, delivering balls and equipment, et cetera. But the guys in my backyard, and like I was hearing you talk to Reggie, Big Bro Reg, yesterday, Cooper, about, you know, the backyard, tackle the man with the football, et cetera. I loved Marvelous Jarvis Redwine. Mm. You know, Marvelous Jarvis Redwine. You know, of course, Rozier, Irving Fryer, you know, Ricky Simmons. You know, uh, then as I, as I got going through it, Richard Bell was a wingback that played Nebraska. You know, Richard Bell, number 21, I believe he's a sheriff now 
or law law enforcement out in California. Mm-hmm. You know, um, another guy, man, that I loved growing up was uh, Vaughn Shepard. He played receiver, wingback. He was number two. You know, of course, you know, Tyrone Hughes and Dana Brinson, once we got there, T. Hughes was there, but Dana was already gone. But I admired all those guys, man. McCathorn Clayton, Keith McCant. Mm. You know, the defense was Brian Washington, you know, Reggie Cooper, Mike Kroll, Jeff Mills, you know, Danny Noonan. You know, those are the guys that, you know, Dave Remington, all those guys were guys that I looked at, and although I didn't play obviously all those positions, those were the guys I, you know, I looked up to, man. And you know what, VJ? Here's one thing, man. I remember when I'd be down at the stadium as a kid, and I'd go into the I was I had the privilege of going to the locker room after the games because my brother was the equipment manager and he'd wash all the you know all their uniforms. I'll never forget the guys that took time for me every time to throw me a wristband or a glove and I'd go to school the next day with Husker wristbands on that said Newman, you know, on them, you know, or the gloves or something like that. But I remember those things as a kid, man, that I didn't realize that I didn't realize at the time. So those things are awesome experiences, man, that I just didn't realize at the time. But now that I'm older, I do appreciate those times. I remember those guys, too. But those are my guys, man. I am Moses Hip, you know, one of the greatest walk-ons ever to play at Nebraska. Wow. You know, paid his own way to get to Nebraska from South Carolina and then um, became one of the most decorated players ever played at Nebraska. You know, so those are the guys that I really, as I was a kid, that I, I just, you know, idolized. And then when I became a player, man, you know, the Corey Dixons, Abdul Muhammad's, Tremaine Bells, the Vincent Hawkins, you know, those are, you know, our big brothers, you know, that walked us through and taught us from the Nebraska way, man. So just like you, man, it's in my DNA, man. Doggone, we're talking to A.D. Aaron Davis. It's his birthday, term number, big number 48. This guy's been through a ton of life lessons that you go all around speaking. Where are you speaking at now? Where, where Where's the next gig? You know, the next gig will be in St. Louis. I go to St. Louis next week. And so I speak in St. Louis next week. With COVID, everything has been crazy to where, you know, actually this week I was supposed to be in New Jersey. But because of their numbers, where I was going to be speaking at, uh, they switched it to a virtual Zoom. So I'll do that instead next week. Um, but, yeah, man, I, by the grace of God, man, I've spoken in every state except uh, Hawaii. And I was supposed to have that taken care of, BJ, last year, but COVID messed that up, man. And actually, Coach Osborne and Coach Brown were the ones that helped launch this years ago that helped me get my name out there. So I'm, an, I'm an, uh, internally grateful for those guys, man. But what, yeah, like, man, when you when fun, you bro. go, do they do they tell you the topic that you're going to be speaking on, or is it kind of what you you know what you feel like, what, whatever the flavor is of the month? You know, they have, like, their theme for the event. And um, I will tailor and customize my talk to fit their theme. But it's always about the attitude of a champion. You know, champion coming back from, obviously, Nebraska football, being a member of the championship team. And I just share stories and examples of championship characteristics and how it relates to business and how it relates to life. You know, one thing, BJ, you remember this with Coach Brown, man. When you played tight end, and we, we, we were meetings together all the time. There were three things I call them the HPAs, high profit activities. And a good friend of mine, Boyd Ober, gave me this idea years ago, the fundamentals. And that's something I think that's resonant with the basketball team now and the football team now. What are your high payoff activities? What are those things you should be doing every single day? And you know, as receivers in Nebraska, we ran routes, we blocked, and we caught the football. We ran routes, we blocked, and we caught the football. It didn't matter if it was 105, 105 degrees with an August practice 
or the matter if it was 15 degrees with a November practice outside, we ran routes, we blocked, we caught the football. And I ask organizations all the time, what are your fundamentals? What are your high payoff activities? What are those things that push the dial for your business? So I relate a lot of football analogies, but I make it into a way to where whether a person had a football acumen or not, they can understand what I was saying. And obviously bring some humor in there, man. Uh, obviously, as you know, Rashawn, beating cancer, thank God, you know, seven months cancer-free now. I share those examples now, you know, which obviously I wish that wasn't an example I had to share, but it's the reality of my life right now. So I, you know, I share those examples, too, about overcoming obstacles, you know, and it depends on your attitude, man. You know, every day we have a choice of whether we're going to have a positive attitude or negative one. That's on us. We can't control what's going on out there, COVID numbers, et cetera, but we can control how we do, how we do with what our attitudes you know, your radio station, your radio show, the captain, bro, this is something that can help improve people's attitudes. You know, you guys have fun. You talk about football, you talk about sports, you talk about life. And I tell people all the time, you got to be careful what you look at, who you hang with, and what you listen to. Because mm. all those things dictate and predicate our attitudes. Man. Yeah. So, a- a- I learned all this stuff from Coach Osborne, man, Coach Brown and my father. See, I call it the ABCs. I well, I would teach the ABCs of football. When, when, I don't care what level I, I'm talking about. I go to ABCs of football: attitude, belief, commitment. Belief. Yep, I love that. Attitude, you said that a few weeks ago, man. Belief, I love commitment. that. You know, and I'll ask Rico: Are you motivated, Rico? You say yes, I'm motivated. All day, every day. No, <laughs> see, you got to follow directions, Rico. You cannot be messing this thing up. You see this, AD? You see what I got to deal with? You know what, though, VJ and Rico? Motivation is one thing, but it's got to be deeper than motivation. Versus today, I could be motivated to say, you know what? When January 1st right, right, came around, like, I'm motivated. I'm going to run every day. Well, it's easy to be motivated when you're in the house right now and you're going, it's warm and it's 65, 70, you control the thermostat. But what about on January 2nd when you step outside and it's minus 5 degrees? Are you still motivated then? See, motivation goes away real quick. That's why Coach Osborne, as me and you both know, VJ, he didn't come out there with some rock newton speeches and motivational speeches. He understood after motivation wears out, it's got to come down to commitment. Motivation comes and goes. Comes and goes, man. There's days, I'm sure, VJ, a lot of your listeners don't know, that you travel. You have a two-hour round-trip trip from Mama Hall to the station. Yeah. One hour each way. Now, there's days where you're motivated. There's days where, like, you know, three weeks ago when it was cold, it's snowing. You weren't motivated, but you made a commitment to the station. You made a commitment to your listeners. Motivation is good, but it comes down to commitment. The reason why we were so good, one of the reasons why we were so good during those days, we were committed. There were days we didn't feel like practicing. I wasn't motivated every day to practice. And I'm sure you weren't either. But we made a commitment. And see, commitment trumps motivation every day that's why i tell people yeah motivation is cool but that's like you get to eat the twinkie when you're hungry that twinkie will last you for a little bit <laughs> but eventually you don't want some more man you don't need some meat <laughs> you know <laughs> right ad man happy birthday you ain't out on the golf course you know what man i've got too much to do today i thought about it but i got too much too many things to get done today man. i have plenty of time for that i got a family dinner with the family at five and then obviously we got our show at seven o'clock tonight with Griffin and Ralph, but Man, I just thank God for being alive, man. The gift, I mean, I, I, a lot of people say that in some ways, but I mean that, man. What I've been through, I, I'm just grateful that I'm alive to see 48, brother. So that's a gift for me, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you know what? You were exactly right, man. So we appreciate it. Happy birthday, AD, again, man. 
I definitely love you and uh, hope many more birthdays to come, man. And, uh, you know, check out that show at 7 o'clock. 